0: Yikes.
1: This is Camille. Elena. Hey, it's Ashley. And Sandra. And we are the Rhombus.
2: Bruh. I literally cannot.
1: Listen, I'm just going to pray for them. What's
0: up y'all? Welcome back to the Rhombus. Another episode in the books is about to go down. <laughs> nice. Um, so episode four? Episode Cinco. Cinco? Right. Oh, because we had a baby. We had a mini episode. Oh, oh yeah. You're right. yeah. Episode Cinco. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's really
1: four though, right? Because the mini episode looks like its own thing, right? Yeah, but we
3: yeah. do
0: I think we still kept counted that as episode four we said mini episode four. Anywho, we back again. (laughs) Um, So welcome back. Hopefully you all got a chance to listen to the mini episode that we're referencing, but if not, you can always go back and listen. We have a special guest with us today. Yet another friend of the rhombus. Okay, the rhombus
1: photographer. Yes. Yes. The
0: official (laughs) photographer (laughs) of the rhombus. Ain't nobody else. (laughs) Not happening. Uh, Jessica, you want to quickly go ahead and introduce yourself? Sure. Um, So my name
3: is Jessica Minot. I am the owner of J Minot Photography, LLC. I have... She takes bomb-ass pictures. Thank, yes, yes, yes. 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 Yes, yes, yes. And also,
0: it's just bomb in general, like right. her whole aura. Yes. <laughs> so, thanks, guys. So Jess will be this
1: month's Circle Spotlight yes. segment
2: leader, but she'll be here to kind of talk through the rest of the episode with
3: us. Mm-hmm. I'm excited.
1: Okay, so you know the Rhombus likes to go over the happenings of their last 30 days, their last month, so I'll just take the liberty of starting. <laughs> Let's see. I've been catching up on some downtime. I feel like the last month and a half was a lot of travel. We had weekends in D.C., New Orleans. I went to the Bahamas. Mother's Day was like a lot of travel packed into one weekend. And let me just pause on Mother's Day. We went to see Anita Baker. Ooh. I really wish I had done She was Yeah. She I was mean lying. devastated that, I didn't go. She is like my new auntie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she's actually really funny too. Yeah.
0: No, I didn't know she was that funny.
1: She's pretty comical. Yeah. I was like, are we at a comedy show or a mm, concert? Yeah. She was very personable, so that was that was cool. Um, my job search continues. I mean, there's really nothing new there. Y'all know how that story goes. You search, you interview.
2: It's coming. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yes.
1: But I will say, I was telling the girls before some of you got here that it is good to be unemployed during the summertime. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I know me and Lena, we, we had that conversation like, because you were unemployed or laid off during the winter. Yeah. Like, Which so makes that's it uh, very hard. Holiday time yeah. and yeah. all that. So I'm trying to relax. Everybody keeps reminding me just
0: relax.
1: It's coming. I mean, you, so the pool. Got right. out you got for sure. You
0: right. That's
1: why I was like, I get it. You know, to the pool when nobody's there. Right. Preferably. Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. I'd, I'd be, be job searching sure. by the pool with a drink, right? <laughs> like, right, like, That's right. <laughs> Upload resume. <Yeah. laughs> All i like, as long as you have Wi-Fi, you're good. right? right. Mm-hmm. So I don't have any summer travel plans, but I did book a trip to Greece with my best friend. Oh my gosh. For the fall. So it's booked. It's happening. So I'm just going to just wait on that and just see what's going on with you guys.
2: Well, we recently voted to elect our first black female governor candidate in the state of Georgia. Yes. That was was, Yes. yes. (laughs) Thank
0: you, Jesus.
2: Okay, so last weekend I went to this event called Searsuckers and Sundresses with my older cousin. I didn't know what that was called. Honey, <laughs> listen. I've heard yeah, about that event. So it's put on by the Omega grad chapter, well, one of the Omega grad chapters here and Bay Bay. Y'all thought we were ratchet?
1: No, no, no. <laughs>
2: I mean, just some of the fashions. These older men were really, really aggressive. Yeah. Mm-mm. One man came to me and was like, can I talk
0: to Miss um, Alicia Keys?
2: Stop it. Stop. 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 Stop it. Because I had my hair up in like a head wrap,
0: but still like. But that's how you know he owed that mm-hmm. Alicia Keys is his point of reference. <laughs> <laughs> but For light-skinned like up- black women in head wraps. It, so like,
2: was- it was a lot going on. I also would just like to know, like at what point in life do we retire the crop top? because oh. it was a lot of when work. you have a month it's not a point in life it's a I point in your sundress. body evolution. oh so here's the thing i was not aware of this it was a whole weekend of events so like there was an event friday night at the buckhead theater and then saturday was like i guess the day party situation where you're supposed to wear your sundress out at the park it was just mm-hmm. a lot of people left their bras out so home. how old were
0: these people probably Forty to fifty five. I mean, you know that's like when me and Ashley went to Club Bolt in <laughs> <East> Atlanta. <laughs> <laughs> like these old people, first of all, they get there at nine o'clock. Mm-hmm. They line up outside the door. They go in. They get their table. The DJ starts playing music, and they are done partying by like eleven thirty. So you know, these people were going all night long. Oh, I honestly they had a great time. I, I did. We should probably. <laughs> I'm sit like, all right.
4: exactly. <laughs> like, get it. Yes. <laughs> Maybe getting up at 6 a.m. That's perfect. Right. Was it like Fillmore esque? Yes, that's exactly mm-hmm. what I told Lane. Yeah, because that was a good time. <laughs> yeah, Fillmore. in
1: Charlotte. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah,
4: yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like that,
2: that kind
1: of okay, yeah.
2: But aside from you know, partying with the older folks. I have completed my world tour. I've been enjoying some lovely time at home and not being on the road, which is nice. Mm-hmm. Been um, binge watching lots of television. Recently, I got all caught up
0: on Homeland, which is Jesus, like... I don't know why you even told me to start watching that show. You said, it's stressful. <laughs> it is so stressful. <laughs> I was sitting on my couch like, oh, what? <laughs> oh my God, like
2: just talking to myself. Yeah, it was a lot. Um, I watched all of the new season of 13 Reasons Why in three I have started days. it yet. Oh, I haven't watched she it was yet. People say season two is dry. Is it dry? It's not dry. Um, the last episode, I was literally like hands over mouth in shock the whole time.
1: Don't it just, it done. ends in a, it ends in the worst possible way. Oh. What's your binge watching setup? Because I've been trying to binge watch stuff, but mm-hmm. it's like. You would think I would have all the time in the world to right. do it. Like it's just—it's not work if I'm just so like, is there? A I think you have to time?
0: decide that you're binge watching. Like you just don't okay. fall into. So I can't just watch. sit down and just like, okay, I'm. Gonna no. Go. You gotta
2: have like your food situation taken mm-hmm. care of, drinks ready. Like all you need to do is lay on the couch. Mm-hmm. For me, it's typically in the evenings. So like a lot of times when I come home from work, like I'll get my workout out of the way right after work, and then I'll eat dinner, and then just binge watch for like three hours
1: (laughs) last week i did watch the carter documentary but that was only an hour oh
4: okay
1: but when i sat down to binge watch some other stuff it didn't i don't know what happened but it yeah so i'm gonna plan on it yeah you gotta just set yourself up for success with your binge watching
2: (laughs) (laughs) get everything arranged and make sure you know you won't have any interruptions and
0: okay it really is like a mindset
2: though
0: Mm -hmm. okay so yeah that's been my last 30 Um, last 30. So, I think where Camille left off in her tour, her world tour, I picked up. You definitely did. (laughs) Um, I handed off the baton. Yeah, you (laughs) really did. So, I started my new job, which is good. It was a bit of a culture shock. So, I went from working at the most liberal company there is to probably the most conservative or one of the most conservative companies So, that's been a bit of an adjustment. Mainly, I can't wear jeans and sneakers to work, so I have to, like, put
1: in some effort into Fridays. Like, you don't get casual Fridays? No, there's no such thing. I literally have to go shopping with Lena every time she needs work clothes. Because she's just (laughs) like, can you help me, please? (laughs) I am like, it hasn't been a part of her
2: life for a long time. Um, Well... This weekend, especially if you're going to go home like this evening, Banana Republic Factory is having like 50 to 70% off everything. Oh, that's yes. great to know. Um, I, I shop at the factory outlets for all my work stuff because it's just mm-hmm. way more affordable than they have.
4: Banana has shot you know, up, just the regular banana. Yeah. It's shot up in price. Yeah. Big, big time.
2: So check the factory. And Taylor Loft also has a factory. I think they've got a big sale going
0: on. So okay. Get
4: Noted. You some work stuff. Noted. <laughs> Um, so, just
0: getting up every morning and have to think, think about, like, what am I putting on my body is very new for me. <laughs> getting back into travel mode. So, I just got back today before, like, 30 minutes before we started recording from a work trip. And then I went home. I'm um, going to L.A. next week. So, Ashley's really been, you know, stepping up in the co-parents role of <laughs> our dog, <laughs> which has been great. Um, but in for, the
1: for who what you mean for who because you know she has some behavior challenges <laughs> well,
0: hopefully you will work on that with her as a co-parent
1: uh-huh.
0: in the midst of all of this like trying to remember when i did not have a job that i had balance and was able to see friends and keep up with friends and so how do i keep that going and maintain that through all of this travel so i'm trying to be just as conscious as possible as I can be about doing that but you know some things are falling through the crack already (laughs) um so I'm working on it and then make sure you keep time for yourself too that's very true so this goes into my next point about my last 30 is doing what I have to do to be comfortable while traveling Mm. so I'm gonna sign up for Delta's little sky club thing yes Um, will work cover that yes which is amazing. Yeah. I've been eating where I want to eat. Like nice restaurants when I travel. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, I don't need to downgrade my life. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm traveling, you know?
2: No, you do not.
0: But yeah, that's about it. Just kind of like getting acclimated to working again and traveling a lot again.
1: I'm happy for you. Mm-hmm. Yes. Thanks. I think it's a good <laughs> Yeah.
4: Makes me very
2: happy. It's going to be real good. It's been very interesting. <laughs> Praise the
0: Lord, I have a
4: job. <laughs> okay, well, I guess it's my turn. Oh, I cut my hair off. All yes. of it, basically. And she looks fierce. Yeah. Yes. yes. If I knew how dope this was going to feel, I would have done it years ago. Yeah. Um, Everybody who cuts their hair said, mm-hmm. well, yeah. like, mm-hmm. I legit will not have hair for the foreseeable future. It just, and going in a barbershop is a totally different feel than.
1: Uh, hair salon you're Mm -hmm. not there very long
4: you're not sitting under the dryer Mm -hmm. so i like it i like it a lot we love it yeah it It looks really good uh oh we're getting a new person at work in my group effective july 1st oh uh, Oh. only four months after the vacancy but that's in the works we're happy about that but there's just a it just brings on a whole nother level of like getting them up to speed and it's summertime and people got vacations and that kind of stuff going on. So there's that. You seem happier though. Yeah. Well, I was nice to get paid. You know what I'm saying? For <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, right the things you know. that I've been doing, you know, people have been noticing that, you know, I've been able to take charge of certain things and certain things have changed since I've come into that position. You a boss. Mm-hmm. I mean, you gotta do what you gotta do girl. And, um, I guess the, the last thing I noticed, I was telling Jessica about this earlier, was that Carl is talking in sentences, like <laughs> full, com- sentence. full sentences Yeah, baby. and knows <laughs> like what you mean. He knows what he's trying to say. Like mm-hmm. he'll go through the refrigerator, tell you everything that's in there. Mm-hmm. He'll tell you how old he is, his full name. Like, I feel like he's always been very expressive to all- <laughs> always like, always on a tent. Expressive. Yes. Yeah. So every time, like I look at the daycare pictures in the app. Mm <laughs> hmm. He is always the liveliest mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. them all. Let, what's uh, up? Let's get it here. <laughs> yes. We here. I <laughs>
3: mean. <laughs> but no, I really, I know what you mean. It's, it's like everything that you've been working towards as a mom, you can finally see it expressed. And yeah. Your child. Yeah. So yeah. kudos to you, mom. Yeah. All yeah. the good <laughs> things,
4: the bad things. Like said. <laughs> So if you ask him how old he is, he'll say, um, Two. And I'm like, <laughs> where are you getting up? Who's this up? Because I don't. They pick up random things from different people they've been around. Mm-hmm. So you, he comes home doing something new every day. Mm-hmm. So that means <laughs>
0: aunties can't cuss anymore. Right. I mean, yeah. <laughs> he he, pick he will nasty say words. <laughs> Yeah, I
4: have to really
0: I've been trying try to work on that. It's <laughs> yeah, <laughs> difficult.
4: I mean, but... we
2: can
0: still spell things out for a little while, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah totally. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, for a little while. I mean, because I've been rapping to him since he was.
4: I know. Exactly.
0: When they rap though it doesn't count because Bradley knows like
3: every lyric to right. uh, like the Black Panther soundtrack. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so great.
0: That would make me so proud. I love, it. it's so <laughs> <Bradley>. <laughs> I love it.
4: So that's what's been going on with me. I feel like May was just a blur. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They all ran together after we got back from D C. It's mm-hmm. just been a whirlwind. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Jessica, anything exciting in your last thirty? Um,
3: well, I had my first wedding of the season, so it's always nice. Wow. To- yes, that's, that's so fun. Thank you. We had a really good time. The bride was so easy to work with. She was everything that could have gone wrong went wrong, but she uh, was like, "All right, it's cool, whatever. As long as <laughs> I'm married at the end of the day, and that's <laughs> mm-hmm. like the ideal client." So there's that, and then um, I've been trying new vegetarian recipes. Okay. So we're, we're, we're working towards not necessarily a vegetarian lifestyle because I like my meat. Mm. Um, I could never be a vegetarian, <laughs> but um, we're, we're working on some recipes trying to make our lifestyles a little bit healthier. So, yeah. I mean, not just hanging out with the babies. It's just kind of like my 24-7 right now. So Cool, cool. All right. So
1: that's
2: the last 30? Yep. All right. So up next, we have the topic of the month. This topic was submitted by my cousin, LaNita. Hey, Nita girl. Oh, hey. Nita boo. (laughs) (laughs) She wanted to get our thoughts, comments, perspective on intersectionality. So for those of you who are listening and aren't familiar with the term, I know I had to look it up myself. The definition says, intersectionality is the interconnected nature of social categorizations such as race, class, and gender, as they apply to a given individual or group regarded as creating overlapping and interdependent systems of discrimination or disadvantage. I like that. I thought that um, this topic had some depth and that we could really kind of explore this. Mm -hmm. So, question, are you a woman first or are you black first? In my opinion, I'm definitely black first. I think that the world perceives me as black first. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that women of other races definitely have privileges that we don't have as black women. And so um, identity can definitely be a very complicated thing. You know, there are so many dimensions to it. But as far as I'm concerned, especially in the world that we're living in today, people see me as black first. Mm -hmm. Um, But that doesn't mean that I'm just black or I'm just a woman. I think that I can be all of those things simultaneously. However, I'm a black person first. So ladies of the
0: rhombus, what are your thoughts? I mean, I definitely feel like very similar to you Camille when you walk into a room the first thing somebody's gonna notice is that you're black and not necessarily that I'm a woman so I feel the same way like my blackness speaks before my gender there we go (laughs) I was about to say before my woman Woman. Uh, woman. that that doesn't really make sense so (laughs) yeah I agree but I feel like Especially in corporate America and in settings like that, that that is definitely true as well. Mm -hmm. Because like you said before, there are privileges that other women of different races have that we do not have as black women. So I think like we don't have the choice to not feel that
1: way. Right. Well, speaking of different settings, I think I always kind of lean to being black first, but I think it depends on like the scenario of what you're talking about or what you're experiencing because when it mm-hmm. comes to like women's rights or you know laws that are being made but mm-hmm. I do feel like okay I'm speaking on behalf of the of being a woman mm-hmm. first so I think in most scenarios especially like at work like you mentioned like it is I do lead with my blackness quote unquote mm-hmm. but I do think there are instances too where I might feel like you know yeah, I'm on the woman side.
0: And I think back to history too around how Black women were at the forefront of voters' rights and that whole demonstration, but we were the last people to get the right to vote. So we were putting up our strengths, our talent, our efforts to get other women the right to vote. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, we still didn't have our rights. So I think just kind of thinking about that too, when we're talking about different movements that are happening you know, where do you give your energy to or what do you put? where do you put your time? Just kind of thinking, I do believe, like, yeah, definitely we need to fight for women's rights, but also Black women's rights.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's interesting, especially within the workplace. Like, I work at a pretty liberal company and people are vocal and open about their beliefs and the causes that they fight for. And it's interesting to me to see a lot more people get behind women's rights or the Me Too movement, which is definitely needed. But I just think... It's crickets when it
4: comes to little black boys being gunned down in the streets. It's such a heavy topic that I feel like people, especially at work, if they don't know enough about it or if they feel like it's too heavy, they just kind of shy away instead Mm -hmm. of, you know, diving into it. But if you're if you have like a relationship with like I do with my boss at work, we talk about everything under the sun, like women's stuff, men's stuff race all kinds of stuff comes up Mm -hmm. and that's the time where you learn the most is when you realize like oh hey Tondra isn't just you know a woman she's not just a mom you know there are other facets to her that I'm learning because Mm -hmm. I have to work with that person every day Mm -hmm. especially like corporate America wise like yeah I would say the same that I'm black first and especially with my haircut like this it's just it's a whole different vibe because people are like OK, well, not to say I'm not black if I have like weave or whatever else. Mm-hmm. But like when you embrace just what's your own, people kind of think, you know, just differently mm-hmm. about how you you come into work every day. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was really interesting because the minute I cut my hair, everyone was like, oh, that just looks so great on you. and You know, you should keep your hair like that and mm-hmm. that kind of thing. And I was so paranoid about cutting my hair and what people would think. Like nobody really has to think about that more than black, black women
2: I, I think I it's think. interesting like how we as black women feel the need to tone ourselves down mm-hmm. for corporate America like anytime I've gone to an interview I'm either oh I got to straighten my hair or I got to that bun. but it's funny because when you get the job and you're in the workplace and you come in with your like hair natural or short or whatever they're like so intrigued yes. and interested. Yes. Let me I touch it. how long did that
1: take? Yes, really? but, but
2: I wonder, like, is some of that self imposed, or really, if we did go into an interview with an Afro, would it be an issue? What I think it definitely would
0: be an issue. Yeah. yeah, like I think certain hairstyles are okay. Like, your curly hair is okay. You know what I mean? But, like, you go in afro-picked out. You looking like you straight out of Wakanda. Like... <laughs> <laughs> it's almost as if you're trying to make a statement. You're trying to yeah. make a like, like, But it, right. this is how my hair Exactly. naturally. Mm-hmm. You know? Exactly. And so I think sometimes it is self-imposed. But I think a lot of the times, even if people are interested or like oh I want to touch it best believe they're like in a corner
1: somewhere talking to did you see like right yeah Yeah. exactly so different but it also goes the other way too because if you do like dress conservative or or nice or things that some people wouldn't perceive as being like black Mm -hmm. like super black they're fascinated by that too like oh my gosh like where do you shop or it's you don't know what to do. I'll okay. never forget. I ran into one of my coworkers in a bar. We worked together that
2: night. We mm-hmm. had gone out. And she said to me, oh, you look so um, jazzy. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, gosh. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> you look jazzy. Like, I mean, truthfully, okay, so I don't wear makeup to work. I, you know, oh. typically my hair is in a bun or pulled back, whatever. But, like, I look jazzy.
4: <laughs> I mean, of course, I'm not coming to work like this.
1: Right. I'm at a bar, and it goes beyond the looks too, because you almost have to like dumb down your communication style oh Or yes. make sure people feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. So you put on like, your other voice, yeah, yeah. Uh, all which time. You you the time. not be the angry black woman. Coach, or if you go to like a happy hour after work mm-hmm. or some type of work event, you know, on all, all huddle together. Like we've had conversations, yep. like let's split up, yeah, right, because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. we don't want to
4: make anybody uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Like what they is. over there talking. Talking about yeah, mm-hmm. and you gotta wash yourself with alcohol intake and mm, stuff that like that. So some people can get away with yeah. that. Our sins aren't forgivable in corporate America. They're while not. Others
0: are.
4: It's just a weird thing because when I like, I dress up when I go to work because it's where I am all day, and sometimes after hours mm-hmm. and weekends. Mm-hmm. So, like, I like to dress up when I go to work because it makes me feel like because being a mom. You're kind of slobby (laughs) a lot of days, (laughs) so you're like, yeah, I need to dress up, so when I'm not, like, when I wear, like, Cheetos and a, like, a regular shirt, people are like, oh my gosh, you got flats on, what's going on, that kind of thing, Mm -hmm. and it's like, men don't ever have to hear, oh, who who says that? And it's mostly, like, men commenting, Mm -hmm. so it's, mm, it's just a weird dynamic when you like, being a woman, being black, being, mm-hmm. you know, some people are mothers, some people, like, if you're married or not. Like, all of those dynamics, mm-hmm. I don't think people think that much into But you into mentioned women. your relationship with your boss, too. Mm-hmm. So, I think that's great
1: that both of you guys are open to having those yeah. conversations. Because it creates more of an awareness. Because yep. sometimes I just think people just don't know. Right. And, and some
4: you're... people are, like, legit intimidated by... Other people in their culture and things that go on, so and they, they don't, don't want ever say open the wrong thing yeah. or
1: offend anybody. Mm-hmm. And
0: I think at the end of the day, like people just need to stop viewing people as this one dimensional character. Exactly. Yes. So yes, I'm a woman, but I'm also black, but I'm also like this free spirited person, mm-hmm. hippie, but i also working for in, <laughs> in American. Like I'm not just this one yeah, box right. that you can check off and say like oh, okay, all these things align. So I think we have to start looking at people as these intersectional beings yes. like, and respect them as such. All right, y'all. So next up is trend alert, 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 <laughs> <laughs> I always feel like future when I say that. <laughs> um, and this month we're talking about exclusivity. So I brought this up as a trend this month because in particular, I was just like scrolling through Twitter one day. And I saw somebody tweet something about LMA LMI. I don't know which way you say it, but I think it's May. LMA, and you know her song Boot up just kind of it took over, skyrocketed mm-hmm. within the last month. In terms of like streams and all of that, and I saw someone saying like, "Oh, I've been on LMA for like three years. Y'all ain't heard the EPs. Like, <laughs> y'all don't know. Oh, girl, she been putting in work.
1: <laughs> where? Yeah. Like, yeah, like where you
0: been? You so late? And my thing is like, I love music. So a lot of times, like when artists finally blow up, like I've known. About them for a really long time. But I'm the type of person. I'm going to put my friends on. I'm going to put other people on. Mm-hmm. To their music. And then when they do blow. I'm going to be happy. I Thank you very But I feel like. I get so many good things from mm-hmm. like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I feel like a lot of people. Just try to hold on. To like. Artists that they know. Or. Like if they know some new sneakers dropping or whatever the case may be like they want to hold on to that because I want to be the only one that has it and I just find that to be a trend more and more and then I think about like how does that translate into your personal life and your world like you're just holding on to any resource or blessings that you receive and you're not giving that out to other people so how do y'all feel like I think it's annoying
2: I'm gonna agree with you Okay. I And it makes it especially annoying when, like, okay, so take the sneaker thing, for example. Okay, cool. These new sneakers are dropping. It's hard enough to get these damn sneakers, mm-hmm. first of all. You damn near have to, like, sign over your firstborn mm-hmm. child and have $3,000. And then the other thing is, like, with music, when these artists finally blow, like, you should be happy for them rather mm-hmm. than, like, trying to hate and, like, I mean, they finally made it big. They're getting their check. Like, put other people on. Who's this? Like... The whole oh I put you on like when somebody like posts something about a song right. or something and you see like five comments underneath it I put you on like who cares Who cares? <laughs> it's music we're all entitled to so love it I just think like it's not that big
1: of a deal if you're the only one it's who not that deep something. that's how I feel I don't care I want what I want if I'm gonna get something I don't care if I'm the only one who has it I don't care if somebody asks me about it unless they do it all the time like yeah. don't ask me everything you know where I get my stuff but it's just too much even like process it's not that deep yeah I also just like want to be able to enjoy things with my friends and Mm -hmm. family like if you're the only one who knows
2: you don't have anybody to enjoy it with I just need help I'll be in the house
4: (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what's new I don't know who just dropped anything except for a few things and then I'm so like cause when this stuff drops at 12am like Brianna stuff Mm -hmm. this uh the Miss, what well, the Carl Canai collection? Like, I'm not oh, up yeah. to even get it, so I'm just always behind the curve. And, like, without y'all, I would, I don't know what I would even look like. I don't know <laughs> what I would listening to if y'all didn't tell me. Like, seriously, but certain things think, I find out on my own, but I think not it's alive. interesting too
0: because on the, the flip end of that, you have people who just gravitate to those things that are so heavily pushed. So, like, mm-hmm. yeah, a Carl next, I mean, collection drops or these J's drop, and I don't even really like them, but because everybody else it's is hype, up I and am hyped about it, then that means that I have to go get it. Mm-hmm. And then... That takes away from the people who actually want the stuff.
1: Yeah, right. And Lena, you brought back that I so much. Exactly. Talk about it or whatever. Mm -hmm. I have been brought back the nineties. You know. I will say I do like being exclusive when it comes to experiences because I was Mm -hmm. thinking about like dinner and blanc and that year that we went, it was so cool. And then I feel like. Mm-hmm. The next year, like everybody knew about it. So mm-hmm. it kind of took mm-hmm. away from the experience because mm-hmm. it was just too big. And then it makes it hard to like get tickets and like the logistics yeah. of it. So like if it's something exclusive that's attached to an experience, then that's when I kind of like can get down with it. But you also just don't have to rub it
2: in people's faces. Right. 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 You don't thing. like we go enjoy you your experience that. and mm-hmm. call it a day. That's it.
4: All right, y'all. So it's Circle Spotlight time. And as we said, we have Jessica Minot here, our resident photographer. (laughs) I will say that I met Jessica because both of our kids were at the same daycare at work. And I would see her at little daycare events with her husband, Preston, who did our website. So shout out to that. Their whole family (laughs) is just super creative and dope.
3: Um, y'all are too
4: kind yeah.
2: <laughs> honestly I don't know where we'd be without you. No, <laughs> yeah. our
4: website was the struggle yeah, yeah. our
2: first round of pictures didn't come out exactly how I we wanted I saw them too, yes. so.
3: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah. so that's how I stumbled upon Jessica and then she had been invited to take pictures at the daycare and when I tell you like, my child is a live wire it is hard to get <laughs> anything done with him around Like, he doesn't sit still and every year she's taking pictures of him, they have been dope. So I was like, <laughs> oh, we need pictures? I know who to holler at. We <laughs> I mean, mostly did some Nuggets' pictures, Yeah. Too. yeah, yeah the school pictures are insane. And so um, the pictures on our website, Jessica shot for us. And I don't, like, y'all don't know this, but it was the coldest oh day Oh my, my god! It was so cold. It was, like it was, like, 20 like, degrees. It was. like Like our noses were running. There was snow still on the ground, and I was hungover. You cannot tell. You You know, I didn't even know that. Oh, secrets! (laughs) So she can pull that magic out in twenty degree weather. We had (laughs) to keep her for everything. So she shot Camille's birthday party. Um, Lena, you weren't here for Lena's. Todd's birthday party. Todd's birthday party. Um, she, Wait, Was she? No. no. I, I wasn't there. We, we didn't have, we did. have
2: photos for Todd's birthday
4: party, so actually. So, she did our photo shoot, She done Nuggets birthday. photo shoots, your birthday, oh, okay. Todd's cousin's photo shoot.
1: Yes! Oh! That's what and Oh! Oh! That's right. Somewhere
3: somewhere there. Oh! Okay.
4: Yes. Okay. Got it. So, she's doing our next photo shoot. And In like we a just, week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, we just had to get her on the show, definitely, um, because she is just phenomenal. She's a mom of two little humans. Um, she has made her way into photography, and this wasn't her, you know, this isn't where she started. She you know, used to work in before. So,
1: tell us We're about just going
3: to get into it. it. Yes. Okay. Um, well, before I was a photographer, I was in nonprofit management, and it was a desk job and I didn't realize how much I hated desk jobs until mm-hmm. I had two desk jobs that I had to quit. <laughs> um, <laughs> yes. yes, yes, I just I can't sit still. Like if I'm sit- sitting for longer than an hour, like I, I start to get the shakes or something. Mm-hmm. So um so yeah, so I thank you guys so much for having me and for speaking so highly of me. Um I just I really enjoy you guys. You guys you guys are the ideal client for me you guys let me be creative you guys smile a lot you guys know how to joke you guys have great personalities so it really makes my job
1: easy so thanks guys. we were happy yeah. for the direction yeah. yes no we so were so lost like, what to do we don't know
0: <laughs> so just can you talk a little bit about that like what is your creative process when you bring on a new client and you're getting to know them getting to know their needs like how do you think about photography with client to client
3: I will say that um, I really found my direction when I found light, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. So I look for light when I am shooting. So that I guess from a technical standpoint, that's what I look for. But when it comes to clients, like it really comes down to personality. Like I've had to learn how to say no mm-hmm. um, because I've I've met clients that are planning their wedding two years out and are just insane about (laughs) details. And and I feel like, I really feel like your connection with a photographer is is so intimate because Mm -hmm. they are there for um, the runny noses and Mm -hmm. the, like, on the wedding day, the most intimate moment. So if you're not connecting with them, you're not going to get genuine pictures. And Mm -hmm. that's part of my brand, or that's a huge part of my brand is um,
1: authenticity. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. That definitely comes out too. And like even in the moment she was like, Oh no, that's not working. We (laughs) gotta It's like
2: I think at one point she had told me to like think about Todd and I must have not made a very cute face and she was like,
1: Oh no
3: Sometimes it does, and that again, you know, comes down to the clients that I take Mm -hmm. on. Like they have to be willing to hear no, and you know, sometimes you get those clients. Like I've got one now that I'm working with, and she's like, I want this and this and this and this. And Pinterest gives clients this like unrealistic expectation Mm -hmm. of what their images are supposed to look like and what. I, my job as a photographer, what I've learned is that I need to educate my client on the fact that what you see on Pinterest is the best of the best of the best of mm-hmm. the best of each photographer and mm-hmm. it's in a culmination of all those images and so it's not realistic and if they're not willing to hear that I know it's not going to be a good match yeah. so
0: and sometimes you just don't look that good like you don't-
3: <laughs> You know, no, you yeah, work that's with. real. That's you like know, taking a
4: picture to your hairdresser and, right. you know... You got a completely different texture of hair. Yeah, or or hair. a different yeah. face. Yes. Right. Yes. Like,
1: that's so, so were you always interested in photography or did you kind of just fall into it or... Actually, Preston, my husband, bought me my first camera
3: a few years ago. I don't even... I guess we're going to like four years ago now. But before that, I guess I had always had the point and shoot. And, like, looking at my old stuff, I realized... I guess not trying to sound big-headed or anything, but it's like, okay, my composition was on point there, and you I don't even have <laughs> <laughs> I was like, hey, you know, dust our shoulders off a little bit. Yeah, right. So I guess I've kind of always had an eye for it. And the thing about photography for me is that it's a very technical art. So there's creativity involved, of course, and there's a certain eye you have to have in order to to do it right. But there are certain things that are technically correct and certain things are technically wrong Mm -hmm. and so that's a big reflection of my personality. Like Mm I it's I'm a very um like this is right, this is wrong and so it it just fit, yeah. So
2: have you had any formal training or are you kind of self-taught?
3: I am self-taught. Um Google I know I know like what no Google is like the world's greatest university. Like Mm -hmm. you can learn anything on Google. Let me tell you all I learned how to fix my washer and dryer twice on Google. So wow. Yes. (laughs)
0: <laughs> Shout out to Google. Yeah, right. they they had had money. Yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. So you talk your mom, mm-hmm. entrepreneur, yes. wife. How do you balance it all? <sighs> um, it's tough
3: because I my primary working hours are in the evening, mm-hmm. and so a lot of the time, like I'm my first love language is um like personal time, mm-hmm. like connection. Mine too. Yours, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so like I have like I have to balance that time where it's like okay I have to get this done versus like I really just want to sit here and cuddle because mm-hmm. I'm a cuddler. <laughs> <laughs> Whether it's my boys or my husband like I, I value that cuddle time mm-hmm. so um so yeah so it's really just learning how to tell myself no so in addition to learning how to tell the people I have to tell myself no um learn like no when it's time to cut it off. Um, so there's that. And then like planning, like I we plan outings just mm-hmm. so I can specifically have that time away from my desktop or time away or time when I can say no to a client. I'm not available that weekend. Mm-hmm. So that's super important. And
1: you important. Impress and Preston work together. frequently do. Too. So how
3: is that? He's my second shooter. Like I said, he's the one that bought me my first camera. He saw something in those like those images that I was taking that, you know, I guess. He's like, well, I wonder what she would do if she really had a camera. Um, uh, so kudos to him. He's it's amazing to have that support. Yes, mm-hmm. he's he's um when you were talking about us working together. It's um he and I are first and foremost friends. Like we were mm-hmm. always friends first. And it wasn't long before we started dating or anything, but he when we shoot together, he sees stuff that I need light for before I even say stuff. So mm-hmm. it's really it's amazing, how like, being able to work with him um, and having that person in my head without having to, like, say mm-hmm. that. Right. Because I, I personally am, like, I'm a writer and not, like, a speaker. Like, speaker, like, um, communication is just not my strongest point mm-hmm. and so to have somebody there that I don't have to say words to but no. who I say is awesome. Y'all were
1: you know, working the like, room. I mean Toncha was like, did you meet Preston? I was like he's here. The other one with the camera. Like, well, what okay. we
4: noticed, like when Camille started posting the pictures, that picture of her y'all can go to either with the candle. Where she shot it through the door. Through the door. Oh yeah, <laughs> so we were in there, you know, getting ready, and we had no idea that Jessica's out there taking pictures like right. this. And I was just so <laughs> astounded by her eye it was just insane. Like yeah, you have yeah. no idea what she's gonna get. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we'll
2: share some more pictures from that because I think some of the like candid's that you just <laughs> that you really capture people's personalities. Yeah, even people in the room that you that you had never met before.
1: <laughs> like my best friend Amy like you did share oh, one. she is oh, just like happen. over the top she probably had Very like a little fro going mm-hmm. on but like you capture <laughs> her facial expression really like, <laughs> Yeah. well
3: see like that's one of my goals when I shoot at weddings and events is to make people that weren't there number one feel like they were there and the mm-hmm. number two feel like they wish they were there mm-hmm. like oh. I I want them to feel the party I want them to feel the energy mm-hmm. and so that that's really important to me because I feel like Like, not to say that any photographer can capture, like, the romance of a wedding like that. I mean, it's a wedding. There's going to be romance. Hopefully.
0: There's going to be romance. Uh, uh, Let us pray. Let us pray. Let
3: us pray. I have been there. Um, But to, like, it's not often that you get to see the party shots. Mm. And that's where, you know, because... I, I love dancing. I love being at parties, and so if you throw in a good party, you know you you're doing something right.
4: Mm-hmm. So and Jessica's just there grooving, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I loved um from the wedding that you did. Was it last weekend or the weekend
2: before? Uh yeah, a couple weeks um,
4: ago.
2: Preston captured you like taking mm-hmm. pictures, taking pictures, but also oh, yeah. kind of dancing. <laughs> yeah, you know? it was really cool to like see you. Like nobody gets the photographer doing she her was on You were right. at
1: one point like, like
4: the nines too like she is so cute whenever she shows up (laughs) so thanks guys I'm so excited I feel like so you're you gonna shoot in a
2: week
3: yes, yes yes you gotta be part gymnast to be a, a good photographer <laughs> yeah. and I, I actually I was a competitive gymnast as a oh, kid so oh, it see. paid off sure. thanks mom <laughs> dad. thanks for paying for those lessons <laughs>
2: well um, we just want to thank you for taking the time to meet with us um, we're shooting again next week yay yes. so um, you'll see more from Loramis and Jay Minot mm-hmm. but yeah we'll tell us on your Instagram and,
3: like, oh yeah so it's jminot photography that's uh, j-m-y-n-a-t-t
1: photography on instagram that's probably where i update the most but i do have a facebook too same handle so and then you can find her information on our our website too yep we will post that with all of the work
4: (laughs) awesome
2: okay so really quickly jessica we forgot to talk about the most important part your mission why don't you tell the people a little bit more about why you do what you do and what your mission is
3: yeah, I'm super excited you asked me that question because I feel like I've come a long way from where I started when I first started. I feel like a lot of my clients were African-Americans. And if you look at a lot of, I guess you look at, I look at Pinterest a lot for inspiration. You know, when you Google family pose, you know, poses on, you know, the Internet or whatever, you get a lot of Caucasians, which there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. But a lot of the images that were coming across were whitewashed. And so I, um, I guess, felt kind of downtrodden. I felt like I couldn't get and like, I felt like I needed white clients in my um, Mm -hmm. portfolio in order to grow. Because, you know, there's this misconception that Mm -hmm. black people don't value photography. Right. But that what I thought was a crux kind of became... My, um, I guess, bread and butter. Black people do value photography. Mm-hmm. They value it a lot. And the fact that that misconception exists is super frustrating. And so I decided to build a brand that was focused on growing and presenting images of African Americans mm-hmm. and people of diverse backgrounds in their true estate. And when, you know, because we are happy people. We are like yes. people, and so expressive, and expressive people. And, expressive oh, people. and it's a reflection of me, and it's a reflection of my family and my back, my my upbringing. So I took what I thought was gonna be, I guess, something negative and turned it into something profitable. And mm-hmm. I'm super excited to be working with people that get it. So
2: yeah, yeah. yeah it so mm-hmm. black people, if you value photography and want to <laughs> capture your memories, book a session with Jessica. Okay, so next up, we have Ask the Rhombus, and I feel like we've had a series of conversations with friends of the rhombus around this topic, so Mm -hmm. we're just going to dive right in. We all have friends or families who act a donkey. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: (laughs) What do you mean by that? Like, what's acting a donkey? They get their Kanye West on.
0: Okay.
2: So, as we all know, recently, Kanye has come out in support of Making America great again. His royal Cheeto puff. (laughs) (laughs) And in that situation, are you Kim, who stays loyal and, you know, supports his free thought? Or are you Snoop, who calls him out on his bullshit? Do you stay? Do you throw it away? I mean, there's lots of instances where, take Khloe Kardashian, for example. She decided to stay with Tristan Thompson, raggedy ass.
4: For now, at least. I feel like they're coming up with something in the background. No, she's going to stay with him because they're going to need those ratings for the show. So, did Snoop call
1: Kanye out or was he just saying that if he was with a black woman, then... Yes. Snoop
0: basically was. was like, Kanye don't have no black woman around him.
1: Because if he did,
0: they would have checked his ass and been like, um, excuse me, what? <laughs> what and doing? he was like... Um, you could tell Kim ain't a black woman because had it been his wife, he would have been like, she would have been like, uh, nigga. A choice,
1: let's educate you real quick. <laughs> let's come
0: on, get it together. Mm-hmm. We're not about to be out here embarrassing us. So here's my <laughs> issue, right? Like, I
2: really want to like Kanye and I watched both the Charlemagne video and the TI conversation. And I understood what he was trying to accomplish. However, he completely missed the mark and I feel like he was just flat out irresponsible with his platform. Mm -hmm. So I am all for, you know, free thought, freedom of opinion, whatever you want to call it. However, when you're in a position of power, whether you want to be or not, you have a responsibility. And I think that because Kanye lives in this bubble, He's not aware of what life is like for those of us out here in the real world. And so he was speaking from his experience, which is not the experience of the masses. And I felt like that was incredibly irresponsible and dangerous on his part, to be perfectly honest. Because there are people out here who just blindly follow these people without really thinking through the big picture. So, wow, Kanye, I really, really want to like you. I don't I'm gonna even wanna like him no more. I'm going to vote <laughs> to throw the whole ass human away. Vote <laughs> him off the island. I'm done. Can't do it anymore. He was I just quiet thing, for a while too. Uh, the reality is. Uh, I think Kanye has not been Kanye for some time mm-hmm. and he needed some real therapy after because he went through something very traumatic. Um and I just don't think that he dealt with that appropriately. And so
1: He's just not in a good emotional state. I don't care what he says. I just don't, I don't believe it. And that's my thing. So I think sometimes like as people, we have to be careful who we give our energy to and what we give power to because Mm -hmm. it's just like, why do we care what Kanye said? You know, and it's like the more we talk about it, the more it becomes like he's speaking for, you know, black people or, and it's just like, I feel like if we didn't give it so much energy, like whatever he was saying wouldn't. But I think to many white
2: Americans, he does speak for us. And that's what Mm -hmm. is frightening about all of this. Like To see all of these white politicians come out in support of him after those statements, I'm like, he doesn't speak for us. But
1: they're already thinking like that. You know what I'm saying? So whether he says it or doesn't say it, like those are already their beliefs.
2: Yeah. Yeah, but what
1: about for people who aren't
0: firmly rooted in beliefs yet and you come out and you say something like that as Kanye West like I'm a huge fan of yours I'm young I'm an imp- I'm impressionable and you are backing this crazy ass man so I'm just gonna say yeah okay like and what if about Kanye- all the
1: people who counter it too what do you so- mean so what about all, like, the people who came out and did speak out against what he was saying or do speak like out John against and- Trump or, you know, whatever? You yeah, know? I, mean, I think, I think there's, there's a balance of I think everything.
0: there's definitely a balance, but those people aren't on the same level as Kanye. Even, like, John Legend, tweeting or Van Jones, oh, who was it? Van Jones? It Le- no, not Jones. Whoever Don- the man is from TMZ. Like, him, Uh, that video that went viral, like, do I think those things are great? Yes, but damage has already been done because you decided to tweet and decided to put this out there.
1: And Kanye has said, like, several crazy things. So, like, just bringing it back to a broader perspective to your question, like, do you just throw people away? I think when you are, like, habitually... (laughs) (laughs) You know, <laughs> yeah you <got laughs> get thrown away yeah. like the first couple times you get a pass but I've then after even second and third chances but mm-hmm. yeah at some point it becomes for me, honestly mm-hmm. right like for years now and maybe that's why i'm just i've kind of blocked yeah. him out a
4: little bit because right. he always uh, been like it
2: i just think he's so musically genius that i really want to be but it's often, <laughs> it's often
4: the ones who are so creatively like up here they're often the weirdest, craziest people you would yeah. ever Yeah, seen. I'm okay with you being
0: weird and I'm okay with you being crazy or whatever, but not stupid. Or when your opinion is not based in fact at all. Like, you literally just popped the squat on the toilet and started tweeting. Like, (laughs) you, because somebody was like, Kanye hasn't even seen CNN or watched TV in years. So, you don't know the impact that this man in office is having on regular everyday people. Like, you're not even aware of those things. So, yeah, no, it's a no for me. I would never stay loyal to somebody like that. So then I'm just gonna bring up one more situation.
2: Fab and Emily, what happens in a situation where it becomes dangerous?
0: Even bigger, hell no. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I mean, because we all have those people, right? Where like they keep on going back to a situation that's no good, but like
1: when it becomes dangerous, then what do you do? I mean, I think you can try to help people and support people as much as you can, but it goes back to what I was saying. Like, if you always come crying and running back to friends and family, but then you in court with him the next day or you're going back to this relationship, then there's really nothing, you know, what I mean, yeah. I can do. So, and don't even bring it to me anymore <laughs> Because it becomes draining, okay. too. Because that's where I was going next. Mm-hmm. Like, at what
2: point do you have to just shut that off from your life? Because mm-hmm. I do believe that you take on other people's burdens mm-hmm. after a certain do. point. It's exhausting. it's no longer healthy for you yourself.
0: Yeah. That's hard, though, because it's like, how do you know, like, this one time of me talking to you or, like, listening to you isn't the time that it's going to get through? You know what I mean? Like, I feel like that's a, the struggle that everybody... Mm-hmm faces of like yes you've gone back to this person I don't know how many times but how do I know that this one conversation isn't going to turn the corner but you're right I think you have to set boundaries and just say like Definitely. hey I'm here to listen but I'm not taking on your
4: yeah your shit. I mean it's like a lot of people who have you know alcoholism or you know stuff like that that they're whoever that person is dealing with um like my mom's mom was an alcoholic and she My mom and her sister literally said, like, if you don't stop, we're not going to come see you. Like when we graduate college and we're done. And so that was the kick in the pants for her to be like, oh, Mm -hmm. well, I need to, you know, chill out. And it could have been that, you know, they never said anything because here she is, you know, doing it again. But like you said, that one time could be the time. Yeah.
1: And there's a fine line between being supportive and enabling too, so it's mm-hmm. always that struggle. And too. especially if it's like
4: your child mm-hmm. or your spouse, right? Or, mm-hmm. Yeah, something mm-hmm. you're super super attached to. Like, mm-hmm. that's why I, you, you can see it from both sides and say, you know what you would say, but until like you're in it's in it. your yeah. face. Yeah, it's kind of hard. Just to to pray say.
1: for them. Leave it at the altar. That's right. mm-hmm.
4: mm-hmm. all you could do. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Leave it at the altar.
4: Alright, so we're at our last segment God's Got You This episode we're going to talk about the importance of knowing and using your spiritual gifts So I don't know if everyone truly knows what their spiritual gifts are, we actually, I'm in a small group at Buckhead Church and a couple weeks ago we actually took a test in our group to determine what our spiritual gifts were based on like our interests church-wise and our personalities. What Um, are yours, T? I'm very type A, so it's more like administrative things, Uh planning things, and that kind of Mm -hmm. stuff. I'm not, I think there were like 13 categories or something like that, and Mm -hmm. mine fell very much in administrative, not like something super social or anything like that, like outreach kind of things that wasn't my cup of tea. They list the spiritual gifts too Mm -hmm. in Romans 12.
1: Yeah. Mm
2: I feel like I took a test when I first joined our church, but I don't know how accurate my results were.
1: What were yours?
2: I have to go back and look. I know it was definitely administrative, but then there were also things like hospitality.
1: Mm -hmm. Yes, Camille, you have a gift. You would be good. Mm -hmm. Very
2: friendly. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, but I don't don't want to be greeting people at church. I don't (laughs) think that's (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I don't think it's limited to that, but you do have that very, you know, open personality.
2: Yeah.
4: I think I need to find a better way to use my spiritual gifts. But I just feel like I thought that they had to, like... When I heard spiritual gifts, I feel like it has to be something, like, extravagant or, like... Or you just think about teaching or, like,
1: preaching. Like, I had a similar experience, and it wasn't until I took the test at church. Because I used to always wonder why, like, why do people always come to me and tell me their problems? Or, Mm -hmm. you know, why do I, like, feel for people so much? I didn't know, like, you have the gift of encouragement or the gift of mercy that that's actual... Like actually a gift, mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, That's good. and I was just yes. like, oh. And sometimes you have gifts that you don't necessarily want.
2: <laughs> yeah. You know,
1: sometimes or want to use, but I do think it's important, like when you've been gifted like that, to figure out, you know, how you can use your gifts and yeah. to benefit others.
2: Well, maybe in the next
0: month I'll go back. I need to dig up my test results and see
1: how. Well, you I can, can just, I just take
4: another one now. See if it's I think Lane definitely different. has
1: the gift of teaching.
4: To yeah, her.
0: my two were giving. A giver and mm-hmm. mm-hmm. teaching,
1: yeah, it makes sense.
0: sense. <laughs> and I think I think your gifts you have to be careful too, and really like asking God how He wants you to use your exactly. gifts. Exactly. Because like I will literally give somebody the okay. shoes off my. Feet. I have to like, tell Lena
1: like, like, what girl? What are you doing? Because <laughs> <laughs> like, like,
0: we were always taught like it's not yeah. mine. It's not mine to take hold of anyways. Yeah. Like, it's, is God. So if I have to give this to you then
1: mm-hmm. and
0: also like I've seen when I've given how I get back like a uh, shit more Like... <laughs> <more> right? <laughs> she prayed before she's right. Like <laughs> if I give somebody a pair of shoes then DSW gotta buy one get one half off. Like <laughs> the Lord just works in my favor. But yeah, I think you just have to be very conscious of asking about how he wants you to use your gifts and where and when because sometimes you can use your gifts out of inappropriate, inappropriately, inappropriately. Mm-hmm. yeah and i think
1: that's where people get into and i think there's a difference between gifts and talents uh-huh. yes like jessica has the gift or the talent of taking really good pictures but like if she had a gift of encouragement she could use those you know photos like she was saying to encourage like Showing diversity and you know mm-hmm. to be used on whatever platform, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying. So I think knowing the difference between your gifts and your talents and kind of how you can use them together, mm-hmm. it's also important to remember that your spiritual
2: gifts are not meant to glorify you; they're meant to glorify exactly. God. Right. Because mm-hmm.
0: everybody who can sing don't need to be in the pool. Hello. <laughs> 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 I'm saying.
2: So the moral of the story is: take some time to. Figure out what your spiritual gifts are. I think I personally am going to challenge myself to take some time over the course of the next month to revisit that and figure out how I can better use my spiritual gifts. And
4: everybody has them. Because some Mm -hmm. people think that they don't have any gifts. Like, everybody has been given a gift. And a lot of people take your gifts for granted. Like, you'll never know that you have them until somebody comes out the blue and says, like, no, that's not common because mm-hmm. sometimes you think the stuff that you do is just normal stuff mm-hmm. that everybody else would do and it's not yep. yeah very
0: true use your gifts for the lord <laughs> <laughs> right.
1: Hallelu, hallelu.
0: all
2: right well with that we will conclude episode single
0: <laughs>
2: thanks for listening yes
0: thank y'all till the next time
2: see ya right. bye, bye. <laughs>